Hi there and welcome to episode 41 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I am, as usual, James Brown, the man who became a sort of professor solely by being on the Channel 5 banger, Get a Beach Body in Five Weeks. Alex wrote this bit, I'm guessing. <laughs> and as usual, I'm joined by the absolutely normal-headed psychoeducation regular human, Dr. Alex Connor. Hi, Alex. Ho there. Never mind that. Um because it's pointless. You, you've been fucking with the intros well, while I was on holiday, haven't you? Well, yeah, but it's not untrue, is it? Did you, in fact, appear on the Channel 5 banger, Get a Beach Body in Five Weeks? And what is your chair based on? Two questions. So anyway, how are you, Alex? <laughs> yes, you did. It's based on that one show. <laughs> I'm excellent, thank you. Uh, well, I, I say excellent. Oh, I've, oh. Had a com- I've had a complaint. Oh, good. We recently hit the frankly ridiculous six-figure download number, and that isn't the complaint, although that doesn't make any sense. The actual sent is a the, the actual complaint is a letter, and it was it is in response to that, and it said, "Imagine how many you would have if Alex didn't resemble a strategically shaven baboon <laughs> from an actual listener." And that I, there's no, I don't know. Was that Mysterious Warren? It was Mysterious Warren that sent that in. Was it? it might have been. It was hurt, hurtful think, and unnecessarily. Oh, good man, Warren. Good man. I've had a real letter. Um, I was about to say, is, is this bit done? But obviously not. Carry on. <laughs> it's uh, from Robert from Kidderminster. Yeah. Short one. It just says, Professor Brown. I call my bum Professor Brown. <laughs> Thanks for that, Robert. We do appreciate it. I've got... <laughs> I have had a real message. We've read that out. Oh yeah, that's it, is it? That's that's the message I'm reading. Yeah, that's, that's the only that's one. The message, yeah, that's the message you're reading. All right then. Well, unbelievably, the 115 countries we talked about last time is now 117 countries, James. 117 where somebody, at least one person, listens to this utter horseshit. Having said that, I'm pretty sure we've peaked. Now we've get, got a listener in Laos, of the People's Democratic Republic. I, Genuinely had to look that up on a map. Did did you ever um kind of peak, Alex? I mean, you can't really you can't really describe the slow decline since you were born to where you are today as having had a peak, can you? One hundred and seventeen countries. <laughs> we are, of course, both confused and massively grateful to all our listeners. This week, we we'd like to say delighted, uh, Sin Chow, to our one listener in Vietnam. Now, I deliberately put that in to see if you could pronounce it so badly that you'd personally get cancelled. Um, well, I've been, uh, I've been to Vietnam, <laughs> so I've said that oh, more I, than once. I have to, I have to, and I can't, remember, I couldn't remember what it was, but I just assumed that you wouldn't know. <laughs> anyway, moving onwards, as usual, this three-week-old uneaten sandwich of a podcast is a, a tragedy in three parts, which is a theme. In the last episode, we talked about holidays when you've got ADHD. And as you can see, I came back from my holiday whiter than when I went, which is brilliant. Um, in this your week hair. We spoke, in my hair, even. I'm sure it was blonde last time anyway. What colour is that, James? What's it called? Was it moon bomb or something? It's got, it's, it's got a toner in it called Moonstone, Alex. I know, I know. And I just, I can just imagine what's boiling up in your head that you can't say, can you, frankly? Anyway... Um, this week we're focusing on something that many of us have to do, and in Mrs. ADHD's case, do very badly, and that's driving when you've got ADHD, or perhaps driving Mrs. ADHD, if you like. Um, that's a film, Alex. 
Do you mean Driving Miss Daisy, James, which was a play by Alfred Dury? But, you know, you keep going. <laughs> anyway, thanks to Rosemary for suggesting this particular topic. I'm just going to ignore you. The three parts of today's podcast include the usual evidence-based psychoeducation this week about driving with ADHD delivered by the human dog Todd that drives me mad, Alex, <laughs> psychoeducation monkey. Oh, our personal reflections on how ADHD affects our driving. Um, Alex sent me a message earlier about how um, if the DVLA see mine, I'll probably lose my license. Um, and then the third and final bit, We'll give you something which is vaguely dressed up as top tips, I suppose, for driving when you've got ADHD. So, Alex, just make it quick because I can't deal with your shenanigans today. Thanks, James. Right. Driving. Driving is the controlled operation and movement of a vehicle, including cars, motorcycles, <laughs> trucks, buses, and bicycles. Stop. Well, well, are you fucking serious? <laughs> no. No, I knew that would really, really annoy you, though. <laughs> so, the, so the impact that ADHD can have on drying is actually often an underappreciated aspect of the disorder. When you get diagnosed, you will almost always have a note on your letter of diagnosis, which mentions, tell the DVLA. We will cover this later. For any international listeners, of which we have at least seven, the DVLA is the Driver and Vehicle Licensing Authority, DVLA, in the UK, which issues our licences licenses written in our script as a verb instead of a noun. I feel like that jokes. Yeah. So first thing I'll say is bastard, obviously. Yeah. And the second thing is someone, I forget who, um, actually contacted me in a number of messages to state that your grammar bullying of me was inappropriate. So they're spelled T-H-E-I-R. <laughs> yeah. I feel I should point out to anybody else that's only James, I believe, for grammar. I <laughs> genuinely believe that language is fluid and dialect is just different languages. <laughs> it's only him. I've said that to you in the past, you bastard. <laughs> no, I 100% agree, except with you. <laughs> License, honestly, embarrassing. <laughs> Anywho, shush, let me work my monkey magic, James. Okay. So, the question here is, does ADHD reduce your ability to drive safely? And what legal impact does having ADHD have on driving? Most of us drive. Uh, quick apology to our London listeners who have a functional public transport <laughs> system, which must be nice. So, this does impact a lot of us. We have, we have cycle lanes in Birmingham, but they're actually just paint next to a thundering bus. <laughs> Due to, <laughs> due to the core trait of ADHD, particularly obviously inattentiveness, impulsivity or impulsiveness, driving with ADHD can introduce increased exposure to harm, both to oneself and others. You're probably aware the phrase driving without due care and attention is used. I can't think of many phrases more perfectly written for people with ADHD. Everything without due care and attention, except learning the kings and queens of England. <laughs> Almost sounds like it was specifically made for ADHD, doesn't it? So this yeah. is also known as careless driving. J James. What? It's called careless driving. James, I've driven in a car with you in the driving seat. <laughs> Point taken. So whilst ADHD is clearly a disorder that could have an impact on safe driving, it doesn't automatically mean we are unsafe drivers. A lot of the research into ADHD and driving was done a few decades ago, and most by the godfather of ADHD, Russell Barclay. Here's some of the research. So in the 1970s, a study on children followed to adulthood suggested that ADHD might be associated with 
greater adverse driving outcomes. What I was pretty, I was pretty sure you were going to say a study of children driving. Them, which would have <laughs> yeah, been terrible. Really, really unfair <laughs> test. Getting some ADHD children to drive and criticizing it. So, no, when they were adults, because they, back then they didn't have adult ADHD really. So associated with greater adverse driving outcomes. I like that. It means accidents, really, doesn't it? In the 1980s, a study found that young adults with hyperactivity were more likely to be involved in traffic accidents as drivers than non-ADHD peers. These young adults were also likely to incur greater damage to their vehicles. In the 90s, a survey found young adults with ADHD were less likely to employ sound driving habits, more likely to have their licenses suspended or even revoked, more likely to have received repeated speeding tickets, and we're nearly four times more likely to have had an accident while driving a vehicle. The degree of ADHD symptoms, perhaps unsurprisingly, was linked with these driving risks. I drove a, a smart car in the 90s. Um, and almost none of those things were possible, driving a smart car. Was it the 90s? Or not? Anyway, don't care. I, I really, I really think actually, yeah. everybody would like to see you in a smart car, James. <laughs> I would as well, but Mrs. ADHD, she won't let me get one, even though she laughs every time she sees one. <laughs> I bet she does. More recently, studies have shown that ADHD adults may drive faster, show poorer vehicle control, and show greater levels of frustration with other road users. James, some research into, uh, into the why of these observations suggested that any increased risk for ADHD drivers might be the result of increased risk-taking, impulsivity, or distraction behaviour. Also known as No Shit Sherlock. <laughs> I that was the title of the paper when they published it. It should be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a big fat however here. Mm. However, a recent review of the scientific literature found that stimulant medication can improve driving performance in ADHD drivers. Your Honour definitely sounds like, I have to take the speed. <laughs> so it is possible that ADHD may impair driving, it is. But where do we stand with the law? This info is UK-based, so for all our international listeners, all seven. the seven of you should really check the requirements locally. Within the UK, it is a bit... We did, we did the same joke then, didn't we? We did, yeah, the same joke. I, I liked it, yeah. <laughs> Within the UK, it is, a, it is one of those classic myths that if you're diagnosed with ADHD, you must tell the DVLA. Actually, actually, the truth is that the DVLA only need to be informed if you feel your ADHD or medication for that may impair your driving. You can, however, like anyone else, be fined up to £1,000 if you do not tell DVLA about any medical condition that affects your driving, including ADHD. Personal in it. There is, at the time of recording, no legal obligation to report your ADHD diagnosis to your car insurance provider. There we go. Brilliant. I mean, I was just cringing at most of that because almost all of it describes how I drive and how I'm still walking this earth. I, I honestly don't know. So for once, um, well done, I suppose. I have to say you twat afterwards. Can't let you yeah. have a compliment no. without sandwiching it in something that's awful. Um, it's time for a break now. We'll come back in part two for some personal, painful, awful reflections about why you should never get in a car with me. Just never, ever do it. Welcome back to episode 41 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where we are talking about everything adult ADHD and driving. 
This is part two, where, as always, we're talking our personal reflections on ADHD and driving. Most of my personal reflections are about being in a car while James drives, which is <laughs> frankly Ter- terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> so let's start with that, James. Let's start with you. Personal reflections on ADHD and driving. Right. I am, um, I like to say a really good driver and I do like to say that, but I'm not, Mm. let's be honest. I'm an, I'm an appalling driver, but what I am is very, 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 very lucky. I've only ever been in one significant road traffic accident and that wasn't my fault. Uh, A woman uh, turned into me as I was crossing a, a crossroads when her light was on red. And other than that, you know, a couple of minor scrapes here and there, which is astonishing when you consider I've had more close shaves than Alex's bikini line. That phrase has <laughs> just made me want to vomit into a cup and then spoon the vomit into my own eyes so the acid dissolves them, the thought of you having a bikini line. So apologies for that, everybody that's listening. Some, that, of those, I mean. some, of those, <laughs> some of those close shaves include, and this is going to show my age, leaning down to change a cassette when I first had a mini and looking at the cassette and then coming back to a driving position and I'd luckily I don't know how veered out of the lane I was in on a dual carriage went into another lane and missed a car by about three inches at about 40 miles an hour I don't know how that happened um reversing car parks I've obviously nearly hit everything you can in a car park from trolleys to people to other cars um etc the the story I told in the quiz a while back about um missing my turn and having to drive 10 extra miles i mean that happens all the time i just and in fact mrs adh will be screaming at me you missed the turn because i'm just mind wandering in another little world happily driving on not paying attention to anything anything when i was in ibiza recently and i mentioned this again in a previous episode crashed um my car on both trips actually the hire car luckily took out full insurance one of the times al because i was trying to set up a microsoft teams meeting on my phone while i was driving I mean, you must know that's like, I'm trying to think of the right, what's the right word? Fucking stupid. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. But at the time, obviously, you just think, I'll only take two seconds. Oh, yeah, and it'll be fine. And Yeah, and of course it wasn't. So luckily, I only only grazed a wall lightly. Um, I, uh, Mrs. ADHD and I have two cars. We're lucky enough to have two cars. And I regularly i'd say probably once a fortnight will reverse into the bins that she puts behind my car when she puts the bins out because i don't look or check my mirror so that just knock the bins over or um or, or dent my bumper um the road rage the frustration with other drivers i um i'm quite a placid person i know i come across as grumpy and a lot of that is just because i dislike you so intensely but yeah. i'm a very placid person i don't really like aggression but i would kill anybody in a road raid incident through sheer force of aggression. I mean, I wouldn't because I'm like good at fighting, but you know what I mean? You want to. I've done some, I've done some really silly stuff like pulling a pool cue out the back of a car, um, you know, just really, really stupid stuff because I get intense frustration with other drivers or road rage and absolutely kind of explode at them. I've got... Um, I wish I kept them all, actually. But a lovely record of speeding fines, Al. Um, I got up to nine points once, and that was kind of brown trousers time, because obviously if you get to 12 and get a ban, that, that's not good for driving anywhere and also for future insurance. So I was sat on nine points for a while. I've been to three of those um, training sessions on 
uh, speeding instead of getting points, come to this training session. And clearly didn't bother, bother learning or paying attention or engaging with them because I kept on speeding. And it's only since I've got an electric car, which almost literally probably got that wrong, knowing you cannot speed because it doesn't go very fast that I've calmed down a little bit. Um, and the main thing I get now is, you know, alongside all that shit, is I get fixated. I've mentioned this before. I get fixated with beating the initial time that my sat nav says I'm going to reach my destination. Oh God, and, I do that, and that that can lead to me actually speeding. So I've driven <laughs> at quite high speeds because I'm thinking, hang on a minute, I haven't. This is ridiculous. I'm doing 80. I should have at least gained a minute. I'll push it up to maybe faster than that. And then the minute it ticks off, and you're like, yes, I'm going to get there earlier. And that that's fucking stupid, but I do it. And in a very large, ugly, dyed blonde nutshell, that is why I am an appalling but incredibly lucky driver. And a lot of that, a lot of that is because of my inattentiveness, lack of risk perception, impulsiveness, et cetera, et cetera. What about you, Alex? Because I imagine you drive like a 90-year-old um, because you're the most risk-averse person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I know, which is weird, right? I'm just imagining the Churchill Insurance dog frantically like Googling your address <laughs> to cancel your coach. <laughs> oh, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're driving to me. It's a caveat here, James, which means a sort of exception. <laughs> Before I say this, ADHD people are worse at knowing if they're good at stuff. Mm. so this might be bollocks but I do think in general I'm okay I think I'm okay because the risk averse thing my anxiety beats my inattention a bit I really don't want to crash and because I really love driving I also love the environment which means I don't really drive but I love it it? I haven't ever actually had a crash that's my my benchmark for good is I haven't like wildly smashed into another car and, and, and just to add you said you love the environment but I know you frequently drive from Germany to the UK and back which I can't imagine how many children that's affected Alex from your pollution but to have not crashed when you're driving that distance for that amount of time um on different sides of the road with different laws to be you know fair play to you mate that's that's quite impressive right. I've seen loads of crashes, though. That's what my dad always says about how bad I drive. No, I haven't really. No? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am. You've hit the nail on the head, though, James. I drive like a 90-year-old uh, yeah. old fella. Look like, one. Look like one, too. What I do a lot, though, is not, not drive the way other people drive. <laughs> For example, I veer off when I don't know the way somewhere. Many people who've sat with me, especially makes oh, like veer off what the road. No, no, no. So I'll like so say you're a roundabout and you don't know the way. Yeah. My ex-wife used to say it's weird that you will just randomly go left if you don't. Most people will just go straight on and you just go ah, left then. So I just I get bored. I get really bored on long journeys. So I have to have a series of coping strategies for anything like that. Um, the noise, the noise of radio for me is so much stimulation sometimes I can't bear to hear it and so I have to turn the radio off which makes it even more boring so I have to tr- do something else podcasts are a bit better because they're not quite so in mm. quite so so much stimulation not, not so this to, one though not this one no this is dreadful I'm I have to have other other ways of thinking I'm not I'm not telling you what that is though it's too genuinely too embarrassing <laughs> oh please oh, come on you can't dangle the carrot like that and then not tell us 
I'll find out and I'll let people. I'll I'll find out and I will let people know, Alex. Well, I definitely don't pretend to be a spaceship. I'll I'll leave it (laughs) at that. (laughs) I don't. Definitely not with like a bridge and captives. Anywho, the the other thing that I do, which I can hesitate to say this after what I've just said, is I try and I try and drive like cool, which. Um, well, <laughs> I know, I Best know. episode ever. <laughs> I don't know why I'm sharing all this. So what I do is I try try and drive. Like I've come, I've I've said this before, and you've humiliated me, James. Which is, you know, when I I a lot of my coping strategies are act like the hero in the novel uh, that 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 you want to be. Well, I do that with driving as well. So I've never read a novel with a hero who kind of gets squeaky voice road at rage and like bumps his car because he's all stressed. So I try and be that. Who would I want? If someone was watching, who would I want to be? So I try and, I act like I'm cool when I'm, just, you know, a spaceship. So yeah, risk aversion and thinking about coding strategies. You know what? Today's not been bad, but you have just made it for me. <laughs> I don't think, in terms of peak, that's today's peak. Probably this week's peak. Maybe my life's peak. <laughs> hearing you say that i just wanted to add because i completely forgot obviously it's interesting you said about stimulation because we've heard anecdotally from people that some people have to have music on some people can't have music on um or noise i have to have music on in the car if there's no music i really get agitated but i wanted to to mention mrs adhd's driving which i alluded to earlier as being Mm. poor we used to run a homeless charity and we'd been and collected a load of piss soaked um sleeping bags from the v festival and we were washing them and, and drying them and on, a, on a sunny day. We had hundreds. It was a big job. And then as a, as a kind of congratulate yourselves, let's have fish and chips. Sam drove in my car to get fish and chips. And there were some builders, Alex, building a house. And Sam wanted to look at the builders. So she looked at the builders and smashed into a car that was driving in the oncoming direction. Oh, my car, God. obviously, because she was looking at the builders. And when she phoned me, the first thing I said was, is the car okay? <laughs> Which is... Which is a, a poor show, but it was where my head was, to be honest. Yeah. Um. Did you get the fish and chips? Um. We didn't. No. Um. Because uh, Sam had to be protected from being battered by the driver of the other car by a man who was dropping off leaflets for a takeaway restaurant. Anyway. Um. <laughs> that's our personal reflections. In the script, it says no time for the game today. Instead, yeah. Alex wants to play what will James stick in his eyes if we pay him 50p, which is obviously not going to happen. Nice try again, Al, for messing yeah. with things while I'm on holiday. Right, so it's time for a game of what's James lost, forgotten, almost late this week. And it, it's not about losing something, but it is about something that's quite ADHD-based, and that's painting. So I recently painted my office Um after finishing painting the utility and did all of this in a weekend. And I started painting the utility quite some time ago, Al. But what led to me doing all of this in one weekend, considering how long ago I started painting the utility, was at first the shame that Mrs. ADHD laid on me as she ruthlessly and beautifully cleaned her ensuite. Yes, hers. I'm not allowed to use it. Or was it... B, I can't remember if I said A or one. Was it the fact that the paint was going to go off and therefore I thought, well, I've got to get it used? Or was it three, the fact that I really, really wanted to paint my office and I couldn't do it unless I finished the utility. So that's why I had to finish utility and do the office and did it all in a weekend. Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? 
Mm. Does paint go off? That is something. I thought it was going to be which decade, decade did I buy the paint? <laughs> I wish I hadn't said decade. There, there is, yeah, me too. There's a double or quits just in case you get it wrong, which is related to to that. That's not a clue, but that that shouldn't guide your thinking. Still stick with your um your strategy of how how can I offend James and get an answer in the in the meantime. Uh, okay, I don't think it's shame from Sam because you, you with that hair you can't even feel shame. There's no chance. <laughs> I Good one. don't. Thank you. I don't think it's utility room because I've been in that room and there's literally no way of getting boxes out of it to paint it. It's too busy. So it's the paint's going to go off. You bought it three hundred years ago. <clears throat> That's incorrect. The oh. fact was, I, I I bought some paint um, impulsively to paint my office, but. I kind of thought I've been painting the utility for a bit of a, a bit of a while now, a bit of a while. And this is where you get. A, a, oh, this is the thing. Uh, yeah. So um, I thought I can't just start painting my office. So I had to finish utility and then obviously paint all of the office in a weekend. So you've got no points, which I, I'm pretty sure takes you under forty percent. But I'm going to give you a chance, Al, to rescue this. And this is, if if you get this right, I'll give you the point. How many months okay. was it since I started utility to the nearest three months? Uh, 36. Oh, you're miles off. 17. Start lockdown. Oh, okay. what, Three years Start wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't. So you still get no points, which obviously pleases me greatly. Um, mm. And on the back of that, we can go into a break and then come back in the final part to talk about top tips. Obviously not from me. Yeah, don't drive with James. It's my top tip. Welcome back to part three of the ADHD Adults podcast. Today we're talking about driving, or in my case, driving badly and ADHD, and we're going to finish off with some top tips. Now, obviously, my top tips aren't going to be good, so there's probably not much chance that Alex has copied them. So I'm going to let Alex go first. Alex, what are your top tips? Thanks, James. I've never copied your tips in my life. That's an outrage. Yours <laughs> are frankly terrible. So a couple of quick ones, really. The main what I think is is to identify where you don't concentrate well behind the wheel and think about why, if you can find the space for that. So an example would be one of mine is, is when I'm late and I get in the car and drive somewhere and I know I'm late, everything goes out the window, window and I get a little bit bon- bonkers with it and, and all of the impulsivity and the emotional dysregulation, even the road rage, comes in hard and I, I drive stupidly and I, I don't like it at all. That, that's not the hero of the book I want to be, James. Not cool. I'm not cool not is in, what I'm not saying. In a spa- not in a spaceship. Not one going that fast. No. And I'm not Mr. Cool, you know. We like all know that. So, yeah. <laughs> so what I do to compensate from... Actually, that's... That's also true of many coping strategies and coaching techniques for ADHD. Is is not just behind the wheel, but what, when is this a trigger for you? So to compensate with that, what I do for that is make sure I have one of my early tasks prepared for when I arrive somewhere so I can leave early. I have early tasks for loads of stuff, James, because I'm always stupidly early everywhere. So I, what I do is I don't get in the car late because I know I'm not really super safe so early tasks are when you get somewhere and you've got like six minutes to wait or sometimes 16 minutes. That is a thousand million hours in ADHD language for me. So I put in the early tasks, whatever it is that I know I can do in that time. Early tasks. Did you want to say something? 
no, feel like no, you want no. to be me. I, no, no, like no. I, mean, I, always, yeah. I, I always, I mean, I always want to be me, and there's something in early tasks which I could probably take the piss out of. But I'm, yeah. I'm, to be fair, I'm still coasting off the glory of you thinking you're in a spaceship. So crack on, mate, crack on. Or, or being cool. The other top tip that really pro- like changed my life. This, are you ready? In driving to stop because I got speeding tickets as well. My last speeding ticket was 2007, and the reason for that is because I bought a car. A second-hand car wasn't expensive with cruise control, and I use it all the time. I use it in a forty-mile-an-hour zone. I use the I just because I, I couldn't afford more speeding tickets. It's so it's such a great way to avoid impulsively speeding. It saves me a fortune in insurance. Go on, tell me. I've had um, probably four or five cars with cruise control, and I've never worked out how to turn it on. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it isn't that easy. The first thing I do is 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 figure that out when I get a new car because it's absolutely crucial for me not losing my license. What about you, James? Have you got any of your? I'm going to say tips, but you know, obviously, yeah, it's, it's not it's not a good it's not a good um, it's not a good section for me as as it rarely is when it comes no. to providing tips. What I would say is obviously, if your motto is "Don't be James," you're probably mm-hmm. going to drive better than if you want to drive anything like me. So with that in mind, what I would say is, God, it's like, you know, do as I say, but not as I do. Make sure your phone's put away. For me, this is almost the biggest distraction because if I'm at traffic lights, I'm just, oh, I'm look at my phone and, and check what nonsense you've said. traffic on lights. WhatsApp. Yes, at traffic lights, because it's 30 seconds of waiting and I have to fill that time with something. So wow. I sometimes fill it with my phone. Um. So make sure it's, it's it's put away if you can. But this is difficult now because lots of people use their phones as sat-navs. So if you use your phone with, with Google Maps, Apple Maps, Waze, whatever. Tom-Tom. Um, you've got a Tom-Tom, have you? Yeah, it's regular Tom-Tom. This is like, it's quite an old one, I imagine. Quite a few years well, old yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Still works. It's just, yeah, it's a, the technical things don't sit well with you, do they, Al? Anyway, if you do use your phone as a sat-nav, and this may seem absolutely ridiculously obvious, but get a, a phone mount or a, a phone holder and put it as far away from you as you can fucking possibly put it. So even if it's it's literally, Alex, I'm assuming that's the right use, the, the, the far side of the windscreen but pointed towards you, as long as you can hear it and, and see it without looking too far away from where you're going, that's actually probably going to be safer than having it so close that you can just pick it up and, and look at it. Yes, Alex. It's so good. that advice, I hate to admit it, but also link your, your sat-nav. Yeah. I use Google Maps, really. That was like, I did a joke. I did a whole thing. Anyway, I, and I link it, to, link it to whatever Google's yeah, Siri name is. Yeah. yeah, that works so well. So I can tell it rather than having to ever press anything. That's really good. Does, does it work with your accent? Obviously, eutoxis is a bit hard to decipher for humans, let alone, you know, computers. It's fine as long as you call it Madoc. <laughs> Good one. Um, Take us on, Madoc. I don't think I... I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> avoid eating or drinking is what I've put. Because oh, yeah. I pretty much always, if, if it stops at the services and, and my meds have worn off and I've got a bit of hunger... I'll get the meal deal, you know, a sandwich, bag of crisps and a, and a bottle of Pepsi Max and we'll then eat it while I'm driving. So I'll have a sandwich kind of nestled in my lap, a sandwich box and pick the sandwich, which is mad. It's just it's ridiculous. It's stupid. So, so when I was a kid, 
when I was a kid, James, I bought curry sauce and chips from Utoxeter. I was driving through Utoxeter High Street with them on my lap, eating chips with curry sauce. I mean, stupid. And Mr. Red Light slammed my brakes on. It all went bang onto my high-tech oh. Silver Shadow 4x4 trainers. I was praying it went all over your face, obviously. And that would explain <laughs> why your face looks the way it does. But It, but, it so does that's... explain your grasp of how physics works. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it would pop up into the air, would it? <laughs> I don't know Amazing. because I don't know physics, as you just said. <laughs> and the fact no. that the final, the final tip, obviously, obviously and clearly, and it's the most useful tip I can give you, is don't let Mrs. ADHD drive your car. <laughs> it's mean. It's mean, but true. Um, okay, well, that leaves us really. It's time for a product recommendation. And as I've just said it, I'm going to say get a mount for your phone. You can get windscreen mounts. You can get dash mounts. You can then, if your car is new enough, connect it via a cable or Bluetooth so that it goes to it. It just it, it takes away that ability, if you like, to grab your phone very quickly and, and, and play with it. So get, get a good phone mount, I'd say. It's more of a mounting instruction than a product, isn't it? Put it away. Put your mount far away from your arm. Do you need advice for mounting, Alex? <laughs> I'm not, that's too easy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that was episode 41 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where we spouted a bit of nonsense about ADHD and driving. If you enjoyed it, unlikely, um, why not support the show on the link? Because otherwise Alex is going to have to rent his round head out for the planetarium people to mould a new Pluto. They've already finished with Uranus. I pronounced that the right way, I think. I don't know. Anyway, don't try writing jokes, Alex, because it's pointless. This is obviously something that Alex has written. In, <laughs> I the, hope that, yeah, that I'd, in the hope that I'd say Uranus. <laughs> yeah. And then he'd say, actually, something like that. Um, so anyway, <laughs> <Let> me... <laughs> um, until next time, if you want to get in touch, contact us on the socials at ADHD Adult UK, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, all. Trigger warning, Plaxon. Plaxon, Plaxon. Trigger warning, Plaxon. Plaxon, Plaxon. Plaxon, Plaxon.